Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Time now for one of my very favourite parts of Open House. There are many. Every few weeks we get to take ourselves to the cutting edge of the world of new media and social media with the man who's across so much of it. When does he sleep? Steve Krieger. Steve, welcome back. Thank you, Lee. Good on you. Steve, the name Neil Postman is a very significant one. He wrote a very important book called Amusing Ourselves to Death, which uh, some 27 years ago looked at the impact of television on our culture. So when Neil Postman writes about technological change, I want to know what he says. What's he say? So he's got a lot to say. He's been looking at uh, how technology impacts our culture, and he's been doing this for uh, for 30-odd years, uh, 40-odd years now. Uh, he gave a really important uh, lecture uh, in 98, um, which has continued to be referenced today, looking at what technology does to the society that we live in. So he makes a couple of points, and the first is this, is that all of technology change is a trade-off. Um, it's never win-win. Um, culture always pays a price for new technology. So one of the examples that he gives is just the automobile. The automobile has given us tremendous uh, freedom and flexibility. We can go anywhere at any time, but there's impacts on our environment, um, the pollution uh, that that's... Um, um, that it emits. Uh, and this goes for lots of the different technologies, um, such as the printing press um, and now the internet and, and even social media. So one of the questions that he wants to encourage people to ask is not only what will a technology do, but what will a new technology undo? What will it unravel? What will some of the consequences of that new technology Because be? there is always a trade-off. That's right. Um, and we often don't think about that trade-off because we get so carried away with the good things, the new things that we'll be able to do, that we don't evaluate the costs um, often until it's, it's too late. Yes. Um, and one of those costs, um, which leads to his second point, is that there's always winners and losers in any um, new technology that's introduced. Uh, and the advantages and disadvantages are never distributed evenly across a population. So some new technology will have great benefits to particular people. And so here he cites um, television when it was first introduced. If you were an actor or if you owned a television station um, or if you had some uh, kind of ownership uh, of media in general, you had a lot to gain uh, from television. But television also had bad impacts on others uh, within uh, society, uh, uh, particularly on relationships and how people learned and how people absorbed uh, new information. Um, and there were losers uh, in terms of uh, entertainment because television took people um, from going out of their homes and um, relating and seeing theatre, bringing them back inside and spending their time uh, within the house. Uh, and the same goes for the internet. Um, there are lots of people who are winning out of this. You know, we looked, re you know, in one of our recent episodes at Facebook um, and how the um, it's, it's set to make a whole bunch of people um, extremely rich. But Facebook is changing how we're relating to one another, um, and it's also uh, changing what uh, how we deal with information. So lots of people continue to ask questions about what will Facebook do with this information that it's kept uh, about us. So there's always winners and losers. And again, it often takes a long time for these winners and losers to um, bubble to the surface to realise who really has gained from a particular new technology. Yes. And I think a really, um, a really uh, useful and um, current issue to examine is just what Facebook does for our 
um, social events. So I was I was chatting to someone uh, just last week uh, who explained that their daughter was on wasn't on Facebook and had been excluded from a whole bunch of invitations to outings, social outings, because she wasn't on there. And all the invitations took place on that medium. Of so course. clearly she was the loser from that new technology. In the past, pr- um, prior to Facebook, um, the other channels of communication would have meant that she was included in those invitations. Now, by her not being on Facebook, she wasn't a part of those those relationships and interactions. My heart goes out to her. Uh, Postman's third point is there are powerful ideas embedded in every technology. That's right. So there's ideas and, and values about what is important. Um, and again, these, this is a really hard thing for us to um, understand and identify often. So uh, let me quote from him because I think he, he, he puts this best. He says, in Kings, um, we are told that Solomon knew 3,000 proverbs. But in a culture with writing, such feats of memory are considered a waste of time and proverbs are merely irrelevant fancies. The writing person favours logical organisation and systematic analysis, not proverbs. The telegraphic person values speed, not introspection. The television person values immediacy, not history. And computer people, what shall we say of them? Perhaps we can say that the computer person values information, not knowledge, certainly not wisdom. Indeed, in the computer age, the concept of wisdom may vanish altogether. So he's saying that with that, as each technology advances, it um, prioritises some things above others. It might be, uh, you know, in these cases, memory, um, knowledge, uh, immediacy, um, and these particular uh, values are embedded uh, deep within that technology. As, as Marshall McLuhan once said, that the medium is the message. The way that it is communicated is just as important um, as the message itself. And uh, I think it's something that we, again, often don't stop to, to reflect on. Yes. Please let us not lose wisdom. His fourth yes. point is, it's not additive. What's he mean by additive? Yeah, it's an interesting point. Yeah. So when a new technology is, is introduced, um, he says it's something akin to uh, some dye being added to water. It's not that um, just that part of the water where the dye was added becomes red. The whole water becomes red just with that little bit of change. And likewise with technology, when new technology is introduced to a culture, uh, the whole culture is changed. So he says you know, when television was introduced to America, America was not what it was before plus television. Television transformed that culture fundamentally. Political campaigns, homes, schools, churches, industry, everything was impacted by the introduction of television. So we can't, uh, it's a warning about, um, again, looking forward to what might technology and new technology do? How will it impact this world that we live in? Because it never just uh, has an impact on a small part of our society. It always spreads uh, much further afield. Uh, And so it's good as, you know, just uh, as, um, people who want to be good users of technology consider what that impact might be. Yeah. His last point is another curious one. The media tends to become mythic. Please explain. Yeah, by this he means that uh, it, it tends to take on a life of its own in a couple of ways. One, technology has a way of um, once it comes into being, it's like it was always there. 
Um, we could never live without it. Um, you know, for kids growing up today, um, it's impossible to imagine a life without the internet. Uh, and Postman says that um, one of the uh, things that he does with his the students that he teaches is to ask them if they know when the alphabet was invented. And he says, the question astonishes them. It's as if I asked them when the clouds and the trees were invented. The alphabet, they believe, was not something that was invented. It just is. And he says that this is what technology does. You know, we often just assume that this is the way that things have always been or this is the way that things will always be. Um, and he warns us against having an idolatry, um, or, uh, an over reliance on technology and assuming that um, A, that it um, is good, uh, and B, that it um, will always be uh, the way that it will be. Um, And I think that's a good good reminder to us. You know, we we can live without technology, um, and uh, God ultimately is the one who, uh, you know, is is creator, uh, who allows people to be creative, and we mustn't um, fall into the trap of idolizing technology to the point where we can't live without it. Does a bloke who's so insightful and so wise... There's that word. As Postman come down with a final conclusion, does he come down one side or the other on whether it's all good or all bad, or is he just putting this out there to get us thinking? It's a good thing. Yeah, I think one of the really valuable things about so much of his writing is he's not particularly... um, He doesn't go too hard one way or the other, Mm. um, and he causes us to do uh, a great deal of self-reflection. So his arguments are always very balanced. He's not arguing that television is all bad and we need to abandon it, but to be more um, reflective about our use of technology and what impact it might have uh, on our world. And as he says, he talks about television and its impact on politics and to say uh, how much uh, television has reduced politics to you know a 30 second advertisement um, and we often hear people lamenting even today you know politics is all about the soundbite mm. it's all about that quick five ten second grab for the nightly tv news um, and we've reduced our ability to actually engage in deep discourse about important things because we're so concerned about the short term um, you know Putting from uh, you know one tweet or one Facebook update or one article to the next. A lot of it is just. I think he's just giving us a cautionary tale and helping us to to think before we act. Yes, and as if to confirm the amount of technological change around us, we can now look at what happens in just one day on the internet. Blow my mind, Steve Krieger. Well, here we go. Yeah. So these new uh, statistics that we um, discovered this week: two hundred ninety-four billion emails sent each day. Two, two million blog posts uh, arrive on the internet. 172 million different people are accessing Facebook each day. Here's an interesting um, statistic uh, that I came across elsewhere. When Facebook was... Um, uh, there are now more people on Facebook than there were on the internet when Facebook was first introduced. Wow. How about that? Which is so, not that long ago. <laughs> No, that's right. So in such a short time, Mark Zuckerberg has managed to get a phenomenal number of people on uh, on Facebook. But you know, I think we're up to about 600 million people now uh, who are you know, members of that social network. But to consider how many people are on there, um, more than people who were on the internet at that time that, we, that Facebook first came about. Yeah. Video um, uploaded on YouTube. Yeah, 864,000 hours uh, or equivalent to 98 years worth of, of video going up on YouTube each day. 1,288 new apps available to download. And here's another interesting one. There are more iPhones sold each day than there are babies born. You're kidding. In the world. 
Yeah, that's right. So it's just a phenomenal number of uh, of, of iPhones. Uh, I mean, it goes to show again how popular Apple is. But yes. uh, some incredible statistics. It sounds like every time we talk about these statistics, um, it's more amazing than the time before as we adopt more and more technology. And uh, again, that doesn't hurt to look back on Postman's words to consider what that might be doing to yeah. us and where we need to be careful. That's why we keep talking to you. Finally, uh, run us through a, a few of the costliest tweets. There's been an interesting list done of the five costliest tweets. Yeah, I, I think what we see with, with social media, uh, for all its power, is that um, never before uh, uh, our um, is our stupidity um, or our <laughs> rash uh, words in the heat of the moment um, sent out to so many people so quickly yes. with the ability for those words to um, go on uh, into eternity and, and kept on the public record. Really, television was only the only medium in the past where uh, you, know, you were going live to where you might say something silly and you couldn't um, take that back. Most of the time, other mediums, you know, the letter you could think about, uh, the newspaper you had people to edit, but no one edits social media. It's going out there um, unedited, um, and often people have uh, have really regretted uh, what they've said. So a couple of examples um, uh, that we've seen about this. So there was the uh, um, Anthony Weiner, the former Democratic congressman, who last year um, kind of sent a an explicit photo of himself uh, on Twitter. He went on to deny that it was him and then ultimately to admit that it was him. But that cost him his job and his career um, uh, and had some really big uh, consequences. Likewise, there's an example cited of a, um, a, a, ju- a juror um, in a murder trial tweeting that the trial was over nearly one hour before the, the jury had announced its verdict. Um, and that's a, a big no-no. And it looks like, again, the law is kind of trying to catch up with technology but the result of that tweet meant that the trial had to be started all over again at a cost of uh, about six hundred thousand dollars to to redo that murder trial be careful so, what you tweet the warning there for all of us <laughs> steve Crocker, thanks as always thank you lee we hope you enjoyed this open house podcast thanks to christian super and real world technology solutions to hear more from open house visit openhousecommunity.com.au